welcome to the Toxic Confidence Podcast. Now we're cooking with cheese. Oh my god. And I think she must have heard like somewhere somebody said, you know, now we're cooking with grease or like something. Like she must have like heard that somewhere, yeah. but she changed it to cheese. And I was like, honestly, that's honestly yeah. that now we're cooking with cheese like this yeah yeah that honestly like fits i feel like and i like that way better so i guess in terms of that we are going to cook up a little something called period talk and like the follicular cycle and things that i don't know nearly enough about that i need to and it honestly makes me sad that i don't actually know enough about it but you're like a wealth of knowledge literally when i asked amy what day she wanted to film she's like on thursday because we'll be feeling full and juicy and i was like (laughs) i don't even know what that means but um okay sweet um and also no judgment you guys because we film these all on the same day so that's why we're wearing the same outfits okay (laughs) i just i just wanted to like throw that out there um but amy is back with us again today same day just a different episode um i'm going to tag all of her info again in the show notes because everyone should book in a session with her and just like get so familiar with themselves and really go deep and like learn something new about themselves i feel like 2023 should be a year that like you go and learn something that you didn't know about yourself so i'm gonna let amy take it away and i'm gonna pretty much like sit back here the whole time for this episode because i don't know enough about it at all so there's that um it's funny that you say that because the reason that i got into teaching this like i so you know, I'm a life coach and I, I specialize in working with women, mm-hmm. but one of the kind of niches that I ended up in is what I have named kitty classes. And so this is where I teach women about their cycles, their hormones, getting acclimated with their vagina, their vulva, sex magic, pleasure, like all this stuff. And the reason that I got into it is actually because I was walking the seawall one day with a friend talking about how I was aligning something in my life with my cycle and she was like what yeah so I actually you're I'm gonna need you today because sometimes I don't even know what other people don't know because this is something that I have become so immersed in so like you said it's sad that we don't know more about this stuff considering it is ingrained in every bit of our being as women yeah so what what i meant when i said you know this day i'm gonna be feeling like this is because i practice something called cyclical living and cyclical living is just a fancy professional sounding way of saying that i pay attention to where i am at in my cycle and i allow that to guide what I do with my days because I know that I show up differently depending on where I'm at in my cycle. Now, most women, I think, can attest to the fact that they sometimes feel like different people. Yeah, I'm a raging psycho, like, the week before my period, and, like, that's the only, like, telltale sign, and, like, my skin is, like, worse before my period, obviously, and, like, as soon as I get it, I'm pretty well normal again, Um, and then, like, after it, I'm, like, 
feel kind of good. But it's like that second week after I feel like that that's like my best week. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Um, I am like, where do I want to start with this? Yeah. So essentially men wake up every day. And they, they actually do have a cycle as well, but theirs is 24 hours, okay? So they wake up in the day, their testosterone is peaked. There's a few, you know, telltale signs that I'm sure we could all yeah. <laughs> attest to that sort of indicates that. And then um, sort of like later in the evening, their testosterone dips a bit. This is just a, this is just a fun little cherry on the top. If you need to have like a feelings chat with your man after dinner. Okay. Okay. Because okay. his testosterone has dipped a little bit. He's just going to have a little bit more space for like your womanness. Oh, okay? cool. Yeah. So um, that's men. Women are designed differently. Our cycle changes. Now I'm going to use the, the number 28. Most on average women have a cycle that is 28 days long. Okay. Um, however, there's going to be variants in there. Any of the numbers that I say today, um, there will be variants and averages and whatever as far as, as that goes because everybody really is quite different. But when you're looking at your month, when you're looking at your cycle, you are going to quite literally be a different person from week to week. So you're talking about, you know, a raging psycho, right? So that's going to be in what's called your luteal phase. And then that week that you're saying you feel good, that is your follicular phase. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I've had to sort of deprogramming myself around, and this is one of the things I try to communicate to people, is that when we label things as like good or not good, we create more sort of like not good feelings about that not good part. Yes. So that luteal phase where sometimes like we, we, we are simply more irritable. We have less energy. Our hormones quite literally are taking a dip. Like we, we barely have anything going on. We have nothing to sort of plug us into this kind of physical, tangible world because we're actually wanting to go inward yes. at that time. I'm pausing right here because honestly, like that's something that women were like, my boyfriend thinks it's toxic that I'm like a different person before my period and that I use it as an excuse. Yes. Yes. And I got, I have two things to say here. One, being premenstrual is not an excuse to treat other people like shit. Yeah. But on the other hand, you do feel different. You literally are different. Yeah. Like you, our hormones are, um, you know, that is what in so many ways makes us who and what we are. They are, our different hormones are responsible for pretty much every function in the body. So if your hormones are literally, they could not be more different from the beginning part of your cycle to the end of your cycle. So you quite literally are different, which is why to me, this work is like so revolutionary because one, when women can understand what the fuck is going on with their bodies they can actually communicate that to their partner yes and um something that i'm getting more into now is teaching men about this as well because here's the thing men and women are different oh yeah we are different and i know that there's so much in our society that is trying to erase those differences (laughs) not into it neither am i (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, if we can celebrate those differences instead of, you know, creating like opposition with that. And so, but we as women who are the ones that this is happening in our bodies, we have to lead that, yeah. right? Which means that we have to understand it. So the what I was saying before about sort of labeling things as like good or bad, part of that is because we live in a society that champions energy, hustling, working, being on, being social. And those are all things that women feel in their follicular phase. And those are all things that essentially vanish or greatly diminish during the luteal phase. Mm-hmm. And so there is nothing inherently wrong or bad or lesser about those those luteal phase feelings other than the fact that we have been programmed to think that those things are less. When When we're in our luteal phase, we are much more introspective. We are much more, um, because of that introspection, we become much more about the self, which is why we can come off as kind of irritable or bitchy. Um, I always say that like the luteal phase shows us the areas of our life that have stickiness or that are not Mm, working. I feel that. Oh, I feel that. Like the luteal phase is when you're like, nope, this, this has got to go. This has got to go. This has got to go. Yes. And then it's about. I change my mind like every 12 minutes. Right. (laughs) Right. Because you're, you're literally changing every 12 minutes. I'm like, I don't like that anymore. Yeah, But I liked it a a different way (laughs) like that. It was great. Yeah. So much. So if we can just learn to celebrate that aspect of ourselves and just know that it is just different, right? Kendra three days before her period is going to be a different person than Kendra three days after her period. Oh my gosh. It used to be so bad, Amy, that I honestly (laughs) thought I was suicidal for a while. Like I had like such, because I think I just had like bad thoughts to begin with and they just Projected so much more like that week before your period that I would literally have to be on the phone with my mom like all day. I'm yes. like, I'm simply not fucking okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly felt like it was like that though the most when I was on birth control. And then when I got off the birth control, like I'm like irritable before my period, but I'm yeah. definitely not actually not okay. Totally. So when we're experiencing, like, say, things like being deeply depressed or even, you know, suicidal or having suicidal, like, ideation or whatever, that's an indication that, like, there's something much more off about our hormones than simply us going through a normal cycle. Yeah. Um, So when you're on birth control, you're actually not going through a normal cycle at all because birth control stops ovulation, which happens mid-cycle. And so we're not actually experiencing a true cycling through. So you don't experience a true follicular phase, a true luteal phase. You will, however, experience... um, any sort of variation of different kind of hormonal disruptions. Mm -hmm. Now, some people go on birth control because they find that it helps them level out. This is just a Band-Aid solution. Realistically, it's not actually addressing the problem. I'm a birth control hater. I'm just going to come right out and say it. I just, it's quite literally a carcinogen, um, which means causes cancer. So just for that reason alone, I'm not a fan. I think there's a time and a place for birth control, right? I was on birth control as a teenager. I would not have had the wherewithal to track my cycle. And I did not want to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. So for for that reason, I think birth control for myself was great then. However, 
because I was on birth control as a teenager, when I was about 20, my gallbladder stopped working. Mm. Yeah, lit. Um, so that was when, so I have been off birth control since that time. And I, as much as it was so horrible to have my gallbladder shut down and that's actually what propelled me on like my holistic health journey. Um, but I'm sort of grateful because that's what pulled, that's what got me off birth control because the birth control I was on was in a class action lawsuit for causing gallbladder problems. Oh my God. Yeah. Crazy. Right. So I, I actually feel lucky that I had that experience because otherwise I maybe would never have been plugged into this and I probably would have stayed on birth control for who, who, knows, who knows how long. How long yeah. So instead I was kind of like made acutely aware of you know, the very real dangers and problems of birth control. Uh, So one of the other things that I teach women how to do is to track their cycle, which is incredibly effective if done correctly, okay? The other aspect of that is that if you don't do it correctly, you when you're off birth control and you are plugging into your cycle, you will actually become... Um, you know, when you're attuning to things like your hormones and paying attention to these things, you will become more fertile. So you do have to be more responsible, more careful. You do have to track it properly. You know, it's actually crazy. <laughs> okay. So like Aura Ring, yeah. which is like what I use for my health tracker, they partnered with Natural Cycles. Okay. And like I've... <laughs> I've When Brett and I started dating, I stopped taking birth control immediately. Yeah. And like I mainly just for like the health benefits of me getting off of it um but I never tracked my cycle ever 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 I just like let the magic like (laughs) Jesus take the meal yeah like just whatever I was like whatever it'll if it happens it'll happen but it's not ever gonna happen I'm pretty sure I'm infertile for sure and I'm pretty sure Brett is too um but I honestly felt like the only time that I was like, like may have had a pregnancy scare or like I felt I was like, I might be pregnant was when I was actually tracking it. Right. Because otherwise I feel like I'm just like not in tune to it and it's not, it's in my head. I'm like, it's never going to happen. But as yeah. soon as I was tracking, I was like, these are the days I will get pregnant. So like, <laughs> there's like that little And I was like, voice. like two days out and I'm like, I'm going to be pregnant for sure. <laughs> Like, it was crazy. And yep. then I took plan B and it ruined my skin. Like it was like one of the worst things I had ever done. I yep. was like, oh, my really crazy attitude really did me in on this one. <laughs> it really, really screwed me. And plan B is another thing that definitely there is a time and a place. Yep. But again, it, that's something else that's not talked about as much. Um you know, the fact that it's an enormous synthetic hormone dosage. I didn't realize it, like, instantly gave you your period. Yeah. So so that's that's essentially what's happening, right? Um, which, like, you can only imagine the amount of synthetic hormones that would, would have to happen to have that occur, right? So what I do in the conversations that I like to have is just showing women that there are other ways and that there are other routes because it's just simply not talked about enough. You know, the fact that you can actually track your cycle and have it be incredibly accurate um, as far as either getting pregnant or avoiding pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And when you when you know that when you get into such like a good conversation with your body, it becomes, you know, like me saying, I want to let's do it. The podcast on this day, because I know that on these days I'm going to have the most energy. I'm going to have the most kind of, um, 
I'll, I'll be more social. So like you and I interacting is simply going to work better. Yeah. If I tried to plan this for, you know, three days before my period, oh my gosh. Would, we would simply be having different conversations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just crying. Totally. So, um, <clears throat> When we, when we get into tune with that, not only just like on a physiological level or on a sort of um, natural birth control level can be really helpful, but when we stop fighting against this cycle and allowing it to play a part in how our life flows, everything is so much easier, so much easier. Do you find that when you're around certain women that your cycle will sync up with it? Is that an actual thing? It it actually is a thing. So um, back in the day when we lived in like tribal communities, most women would bleed at the same time. And so like I said, on average, most women's cycle is about 28 days long. That's the same as a cycle of the moon. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So um, when when we're talking in, in kind of energetics we've got the masculine which is the sun we've got the feminine which is the moon i got my little moon tattoo here mm-hmm. you know because that's that's kind of how i i live my life um and so when you think about the moon you know it starts off full and then it wanes yeah and then it fills again and that is the same as what happens to the uterine lining wow cool, right? that yeah. is cool so um there's <clears throat> There's lots of stuff that like talks about what it means if you bleed on the full moon, what it means if you bleed on the new moon and like all that aside, I just think it's like a beautiful connection. But when we're thinking back to, yeah, when, when we lived in community, we lived with our feet on the earth, when we lived with the sun on our skin and, and the moonlight, our bodies did different things, right? Yeah. Now we're all, we're all much more disconnected. We spend less time in nature and, you know, our rhythms just simply change because of the way that we live. Also, like lighting in your house, literally, like all of these things interrupt our circadian rhythm, which is our circadian rhythm is that daily rhythm that goes, you know, loop de loops through our our bigger, broader rhythm as a woman. Yeah. So that's I'm going to pause you on that thing. Just speaking myself here, I literally will not get up until the sun is out. Yeah. And that is like my thing. I know people say that like to be successful, you need to get up at 5 a.m. Fuck that shit. That's not my thing. <laughs> I'm not. No. If the sun is not up yet, I'm not, I am not up. up. I'm not up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I mean, part of like the way that we live now is so like opposite to what's going on out in the world. Like, you know, through the winter, people are at work well into the hours that it's dark because it gets dark so early. It's true. Um, and... Yeah, so as far as women syncing up their cycles, that is a very real thing. And there's lots of different kind of both scientific and energetic reasons for that. Um, So usually for me... Maybe it's because I'm a witch. Maybe it's because I've got like, you know, I'm super in sync with myself. Usually people sync to me. Mm. It's very rare that my cycle will change to be <laughs> to somebody else's, but yeah. people's cycle will, will sync to me. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> my womb's like, I'm the boss. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, that's, that's very real. Um, and I think that's just like a kind of a beautiful, like symbolic representation of like sisterhood, you know? Yeah. Like, I like that. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, I'm going to ask another question here then. Do you find, because I've, I've heard that like the, one of the, I guess maybe it's a fishtail, maybe it's not, women are more horny on their period. 
that is going to be very personal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the way that your hormones are set up is when you ovulate, which is when your egg is dropping, which is the time in which you can get pregnant. Mm -hmm. That is typically when most women are the most horny, Mm. right? Because we're hardwired to literally make Make a a baby baby then. Um, But... So, so then if we're looking at like just for, just strictly from a hormonal level, we find that there's usually more of like a drop off in the late luteal phase of kind of like, um, you know, maybe libido declining a little bit. But yeah. everyone's going to be super different. Um, and then as far as period sex goes, some people love it. Some people want it. Some people don't. Um, but the women that do like they do. They do. Yeah. yeah. Those so, women do. Yeah. Um, but as far as there being kind of like a, you know, a blanket statement, um, I think I think it can be really different. I also think it depends on the kind of relationship that you're in realistically because it is a more, you know, th- that time of your bleed is kind of a more inverted time. Um, not everybody wants to share their body with somebody else at that time. And some people really do. And I think that would be that would depend a little bit on the relationship as well. Like whoever you're being intimate with. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Hmm. Or even self-intimacy at the time. Some people are into it. Some are not. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, mm. I'm like, I'm like super on the fence. Like I like the yeah. first day, like when I have my period and I'm like, I don't want anyone even around me. I just yeah. want to like lay in the bath and just like. Totally. Um, <clears throat> and I think like just knowing that about yourself and accepting mm-hmm. that about yourself, like that's, that's actually where the magic is. Right. For me, sometimes I just want to be alone and other times like I will just simply communicate to whoever I'm going to be with, whether it is a friend, whether it is man's, whatever. I will just simply say like, I'm going to be more needy Mm. today. Like I'm going to be, I just want to be like in a little cocoon, whether that is alone or with somebody else, but I'm not going to be showing up in the same way that I do say like this time of my cycle, you know? Do you find, obviously, then you find that that affects your training in the gym and every other aspect of your life then? Yeah. So because I practice this sort of like cyclical living, um, I will plan things like my training routine around that because, you know, alongside this sort of like cycle knowledge that we're seeing, we're also seeing a lot of women that have really miserable periods, really miserable leads a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort, a lot of PMS symptoms leading up to it. And what that is indicative of is a hormonal imbalance. And one of the things that can throw off our hormones is training too intensely during times of our cycle when we should be slowing down. Okay. So like if you were to do a deload phase in a program, that is when you should be doing it is in your luteal or when you're shedding. Yes. Okay. Yes, essentially. So lighter, we're talking like lighter workouts. Um, that day one of your period. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to segue a little bit here. So technically speaking, we have four phases of the cycle. You have your bleed. So I'm going to call like, we're going to start at day one. We have our bleed and then we, so, you know, on average three to five days, right. Or one to five days, people say 
we bleed, then we move into the follicular cycle. That's when our hormones kind of like ramp up. That's when we, you know, are just able to show up sort of more in the world. That is a great time during your follicular phase. During your bleed, I would say do little to nothing, right? This is stretching. This is yoga, especially that day one, yeah. right? You you literally have very little to give. There's no reason for you to be, you know, doing a hard workout in the gym mm-hmm. at that at that time. And then depending on on who you are and how you are, you'll just just gauging like how you feel. Some people feel totally normal day two. Other people, it takes more like day three or day four until they start kind of feeling like they can go to the gym. Yeah. Right. And you're actually doing yourself a disservice. If you push your body really hard at during that time when you don't have a lot of hormones, your body is actually more likely to break down muscle and store fat. So it's like, what are we, what are we doing? Just do, do some yoga, do some stretching, go for a walk, like do something that feels good and nourishing for your body. Um, then we move into that follicular phase and this is a good time for like any kind of workout, whatever it is that you're into. If you are bodybuilding or training, like that, that is the time for like your hardest workouts. Then we're going to ovulate. Okay. And on ovulation, like everything is everything is ramped up like you can I always like on what I know exactly when I'm ovulating I do a heavy leg day when I'm ovulating because I just have like the most juice then after we ovulate that's actually when our luteal phase starts now your luteal phase technically we talk about it just being the one luteal phase but when I'm teaching I break the luteal phase into two different parts because I think that the first you know, everyone's cycle is slightly different, but I think that the first half and the second half of the luteal phase feel completely different. And I experience the world completely differently. After I ovulate, I still have probably like seven days where I feel more like I'm in my follicular phase than in my luteal phase. But say five days before my bleed, that's when I, that's when I personally really feel like I fall into luteal. And so that's when I slow everything down. Yeah. Other people are going to have a different experience than that. Some people are going to feel more these the slowing down, this luteal feeling, you know, sh- more shortly after they ovulate. And so if you can change up your, your training, how you're training and what you're doing to honor that, one, you're going to feel better just as a whole. And two, you actually will get more out of your training. If you're pushing yourself during that late luteal phase, that sort of second luteal phase and, and your menstrual phase, um you will have less to give during your follicular and ovulatory phase. So you will have better workouts, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're like a sprinter or bodybuilder or whatever, you'll have more to give during those times and you'll get better results by doing so. And you won't screw up your hormones further. Amazing. Yeah. What do you think on terms of like nutrition then? I find obviously like when we're feeling in like that self almost like self-loathing kind of place like before we bleed I feel like there's like that immense craving for sugar yeah so that's because your hormone that's because your hormones are dipping right then so you're wanting your body is literally wanting to replace that with something else um I have sort of two two things to say around that one is that that time of the month it's so important to be consuming nourishing foods because it will minimize all of your premenstrual symptoms okay Mm, um it will make you you know feel more balanced mood wise it will ease your cramps like 
all, all of the above. So consuming like good quality protein, lots of fiber, right? Th these are all gonna ease these symptoms. At the same time, if you want cake, have cake. Yeah. You know, like it's like when, but, but eat, eat your like chicken and vegetables first, right? Like eat something nourishing and then have a treat. Like it's okay. No matter, no matter what you've got going on, no matter what your goals are, whatever, like it's like something like that can be such a, I don't know, like luxurious self-serving treat. You know what I mean? And it's like, what better time to do that than when we're feeling low? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So much to think about because like I, like I said, like I, I obviously like can tell, like feel when I feel better mm -hmm. and when I'm not, but I've never actually been like, oh, this is this phase of my cycle yeah. by any means. And I'm glad that like we can honor that there are different emotions and different feelings that occur when we are in like a different point of the month. Totally. And when we're able to honor that, we're able to, you know, because one of the conversations, like you were saying that Kilo. <laughs> Puppy. <laughs> Kilo's scratching his face here being so cute. Nice. <laughs> Um, when we're having conversations between men and women and for men, it can be really frustrating because they oh just gosh, yeah. are linear for them. Like they just genuinely don't understand. They wake up every day and they feel relatively the same. And for us, it's like, like that switch, like I was saying for me between the first seven days of my luteal cycle and then those last say four or five, it is a switch yeah. for me. It is a complete switch. Um, so when we're able to communicate that with men, it just creates so much more space in relationships to, one, as women, take accountability mm -hmm. for the fact that we actually are showing up differently, more sensitively. But on the same token, as men who are wanting to be in partnership with women you do such a service to yourself, to your woman and to your relationship by just having a little space to learn about that and just realize, you know, I say PMS stands for please make space. Oh, I love that. Right? Because it's like, that's all that we really need. And um, I have a dear friend and she keeps a calendar. Um, she took my kitty classes and she keeps a calendar on her kitchen counter she lives with her boyfriend and her stepkids and she writes on her calendar that's on the kitchen counter what she's going through in her cycle. So on her luteal phase, like that, those few days, she writes, please make space yeah. so that everyone in the household knows, you know, and this isn't trying to perpetuate like this, like dragon lady <laughs> narrative. It's just like, I just need a little bit of space. I need yeah. a little bit of extra help around the house. You know, if you're in a partnership, like I need just a little bit of extra sensitivity. I need a little bit of extra love. Right. Yeah. Then. I need those extra affirmations that week. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. And especially when so many women experience things like, um, you know, bloating or oh skin issues yes. or whatever, right before it's like, you know, if, if you, as a man can just, celebrate the fact that your woman is completely different than you you know like you don't want to be it you know if you, if you are a heterosexual man you want to be with a woman so just celebrating the fact that she's so different from you rather than like despising that fact yes. and just like what a beautiful offering to be able to be like 
you know, she, yeah, she needs those affirmations. She needs to hear she's beautiful. She needs an extra hug. And it's actually going to be so short lived. Yeah. We don't want, we do not want to hear that we are sensitive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There is just nothing worse than, you know, (laughs) you're having a conversation where you are. And we know when we're being extra sensitive, we know we just can't help it. Yeah. We, we, we just genuinely know when we're being extra sensitive, (laughs) but being told, you know, do you have your period? <laughs> Literally, no one likes that. No one likes that. And also, like, as much as, like, men are linear, I also, now that you said that, where they, like, peak more so their testosterone in the morning and then, like, at the end of the day, you know, when they come home from work and they're just, like, irritable? Like, yes. leave space for that, too. Yes. You know, and just, like, accept that they're, like, they have gone through... Their, their own fair cycle. cycle of emotions throughout that full day, which yes. is so, so interesting. And I find like, even like for Brett, for instance, likes to like meditate at night, you yeah. know, and for me, like I like to do in the morning to like set up my full day, mm-hmm. but my cycles of days are different than like totally his is projected high at the start and needs to like do that decompression at the end of the day. Right. So yeah. that's really, um, really, really cool to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like such a beautiful point because when we're, when, when we are having these conversations, it's like, yeah, it's so important to look at the other side as, as well. And like when we, which I know we're going to talk about, you know, masculine, feminine stuff another time, but it's just, there's so much beauty there to celebrate, yeah, our differences, right? And obviously, I know, like, this is, that sounds really, like, heteronormative. Um, Obviously, there's lots of different kinds of relationships, but um, it's just, it's like, if you are in a hetero relationship, there's just, there's so much there. And yeah, when, when we're expecting to have someone honor our cycle, exactly. We honor theirs as well. You know, a a man, and we've all seen, if you've been in a relationship with a man, we've all seen it. Those later evening hours, they want a different kind of love than they want in the morning. Oh yeah. Like, and they're also like, like Brett is like right ready to go in the morning, like with everything. Yeah. Like if he's like made a plan that he's like ready to do something, I'm like, okay, but I'm not ready to like two in the afternoon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not like prepared. Especially if you're in your luteal phase. Yeah. Right? Like, so it's like, yeah, when we, when we look at the fact that we're all, we're all kind of going through these ups and downs. It's, it's just that they do they do happen a little bit more drastically for women, for sure. Like the hormonal changes that a man goes through in the day are not comparable to what a woman goes through in a month. No, but it's like we it's just it's just having this information and no one teaches you this. No one when you teaches have you a this. Period talk when you're in middle school. They're just nope. like here's here's how you put in a fucking tampon and like or here's how to put a pad so you look like you're wearing a diaper and your leggings. You're gonna and be then, miserable. You're gonna be in pain. Yeah, that's like, normal. Uh, it's cool. It is what yeah. it is. And you're like, oh wow. Yeah. Glad. Glad I get to go through this. Yeah, experience. great, great. Like, and then great. you dread it. And then yeah. yeah, it's just everything about it is supposed to be horrible. When I tell people now, like. My period is like two days long. So is mine. Like when you're when your hormones are balanced, it's not supposed to be long. It's not supposed to be miserable. No. It's like your when your body is is working as optimally as it can, um, it's really not as bad as it was made out to be. No. I had horrible periods when I was younger. So did like, I. So did I. Crazy, but and that's just indicative of of the hormones being imbalanced, right? So it's like when we get to this place of like you know, finding that balance, um, 
and then saying that that please make space time it's it's shorter and it's less <laughs> abrasive and aggressive yeah. right um and so yeah that's that's just there's so much information out there and there's so many options um being a woman is supposed to be beautiful and yeah. enjoyable it's like these parts that have been normalized as being miserable they shouldn't be as normalized. It's common, but it's not actually normal. Yeah. My girlfriend, uh, Jesse, who is very, like, a similar, just beautiful, energetic being, um, she had posted something the other day, and it was like, our bodies want to be in homeostasis, which means in balance. Yes. And that is like our body will show us different things. And another one of my buddies who's a doctor and he's like the body will whisper before it screams. It shows you the little signs that you need to fix for yourself to make your body in that beautiful space. Yeah. 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 If I mean, if you as a woman are experiencing like horrendous, like I, I know women who have to call into work. Oh, yeah. Like that's that's actually very common. Um but it's not normal. And there's actually so much that we can do primarily nutritionally, um, as well as like just stress management realistically, because we've got so we're just bombarded constantly with so many things that throw off our hormones, but there actually is so much that we can do to try to bring, yeah, that homeostasis to them. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I felt like I learned so much. And if any of you who are listening would like a class with Amy, All of her details are in the show notes, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. And we will be back again with her in a few episodes. So, yeah. Thank you.